Party Pal, the mind-bending film and television podcast you didn't know you needed. Welcome to Party Pal is a proud member of the Osiris Media Group. Check out all their podcasts, their live events, everything they have going on at OsirisPod.com. We have a fun one today where we break down the uh, post-apocalyptic television series created by Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann for HBO that is The Last of Us. Based on the 2013 video game developed by Naughty Dog, the series is set in 2023, 20 years into a pandemic that collapsed society caused by a mass fungal infection, which forces its host to transform into zombie-like creatures. The series follows Joel, played by Pedro Pascal, a smuggler tasked with escorting the teenage Ellie, played by Bella Ramsey, across a post-apocalyptic United States. It's become quite a phenomenon for a lot of reasons. We'll dig into those reasons. In this episode, I have with me Ryan O'Connell here to help me out. Pop culture writer, uh, a must follow on Twitter, I must say. That uh, that handle is at Ryan O'Connell 79. Always talking about fun stuff, music, television, movies, all that. Check it out. And uh, yeah, let's get into it. Ryan, welcome back to the party. Glad to have you. I'm curious, how do you, uh, how do you feel you would you would do in a zombie apocalypse? How would you how would you how would you make out? I am so happy you asked, <laughs> because without fail, if I watch a, an apocalypse show or a western, yep, I then just start wondering how I would do in either situation. Yep, absolutely. As far as the western goes, I've gone back and forth a lot mm-hmm. on how well I'd do. Uh, the lack of Dental hygiene would probably get to me. Yeah, it's a problem. It's gross teeth is a thing for me. Uh, yeah, absolutely. So I, so I feel like in the old west that would be a that'd be yeah. a, that'd be a little bugaboo for me. Hygiene in general would bother me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, post apocalypse, I feel like I'd do okay. I'm mm-hmm. not like a survivor man. Yeah. Like I'm not like Nick Offerman in that episode. Yeah, you're not Bill. I'm not Bill. Yeah. But I'm like I'm clever. I can figure yeah. some stuff out. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm not Bill, to answer my own question. I'm not Bill. I have some friends who are, um, and who, who are definitely yeah. survivalists. And I, I know who they are. Uh, I would know who they are when the thing goes down, and I would uh, I would hitch my wagon right to their nonsense. I have one more question for you before we get in, but okay. what does, um, okay. what does a, a mermaid wear to uh, math class? Oh, I don't know. It's an algebra. Algebra. Uh. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, the, puns, the puns were great. Um, the puns are great. I mean, it's funny because at the same time, my seven year old was reading like a joke book, and it was uh-huh. very much like worlds colliding. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I would totally um each time each episode, I would text my daughter and ask her to you know drop the drop the pun of the week yeah. on her. Um, I'd love to hear your general thoughts. I know it's interesting because when we talked about our preview for. The year, the, the the all the television shows coming out in 2023. This is the first one we talked about. This was like the most hyped at the time. Obviously, we're both HBO uh, uh, fans and aficionados. 
Um, but now that, you know, it's come to fruition, we're done this season. I was curious your thoughts on, on, you know, what, after you've seen it all, you know, what you think of it. I would say I really, really liked it. Yeah. Me too. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, and I, I think by saying really, really liked it kind of gives me some, uh, some room mm. where there was times where I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. Like this is the coolest thing. Yeah. Um, but then there's also some times where it kind of dragged for me a little bit. Mm. Um, That's fair. But I really, really liked it. I found like I routinely had trust issues with the show mm. in that I didn't like going into each episode, like starting probably around like, well, I think probably once they left Kansas city, yep. I wasn't sure what to expect. And I wasn't, I didn't know if I had the confidence in them mm. to, to keep this going. Yeah. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I, no, I, I think about trust issues the whole time. Cause it's so great when you feel like you're in really good hands with, with a yeah. uh, showrunner and, you know, I guess going into it and I was, I was half like super excited, you know, Craig Mason's behind it in the Chernobyl team. Um, you know, a new production design would look great. You know, the the cinematography would be good. I, even though I didn't know much about uh, even Bolters, who did the cinemato- uh, director of photography for this. But then also, I don't love zombie stuff that much. And so there was a hesitation. Yeah. All in all, I was definitely intrigued. It took me a couple episodes. Episode three was kind of the one, you know, and I kept hearing from people who had seen it. You know, a lot of critics were given the first three episodes at first and they're like, wait till episode three. I felt the video game of it a lot in the first two episodes, meaning kind of just yeah. forward through things. Um, you know, let's uh, how do we get from A to B and, you know, the whole, you know, movement of a, of a first person shooter. But uh I'll tell you what really kind of uh, hooked me a little bit in those first two episodes where I was still a little skeptical because I did end up really enjoying it was those cold opens. Those cold opens were awesome. The uh, the first one was that that kind of they're getting interviewed about the, um, you know, it was yeah, like yeah, exposition yeah. about about what was happening. It was the uh, uh, the scientists were interviewed and they're kind of, uh, you know, explaining the the fungus and the whole thing. I thought that looked cool. I thought it set it up well. I like that. And the second cold open was just awesome. It was that um, Indonesian scientist and, and she was uh, she was a mycologist yeah. and she was just kind of given the um, information. And, and she thought it was so severe that she just like bomb, you know, which I thought was cool. Um, yeah. It was, uh, you know, I think it's not fair sometimes when I say I'm not into zombie shows because because what I liked about this show so much, it was about the humans. And I think that's what most of it's about is how you react to the zombies. It's not always about the zombies per se, but but usually, usually some of the gore and some of the, you know, their B films and such like that. But I did not see one thing I did not see. And I'd like to talk about a little bit is that this show became a phenomenon. I mean, we're talking about the most watched HBO max show of all time at this point. It's pretty interesting. That that I'm not super surprised about. Just okay. because it's Sunday night HBO has that it was in kind, it kind of existed. Well, it's weird. I mean, it didn't exist in a dead time, but it also did kind of exist mm-hmm. in a mm-hmm. dead time, like of that, like you know, yeah, January true. to early March, where like, yeah, you have these big cultural events, mm-hmm. but something to anchor 
your week around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this, you know, you could see how this would become this. And, you know, it's interesting you drop the whole zombie thing. Like, I, I'm not a big zombie guy even myself. Yeah. But I think what they did was, you know, the issue I had with Walking Dead was, well, I had several and then I just stopped watching. <laughs> That's a podcast. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, was just like, I was interested in what this world looked like afterwards. Yeah. And yep. they never really like committed themselves to that. Mm-hmm. Whereas with The Last of Us, there were there was definitely one or two show episodes where there was no no clickers to be yeah. found, no totally. zombies, all humans, and, or or there was just one, and it was very focused on this new world, and I think that's what helped differentiate it for me. Yeah, and then when it was, it was like it was kind of almost fun in a like don't get too comfortable kind of sense. Yep, yep, because like this shit's here, yeah. but it loomed over the whole thing because I think. Yeah, like I'm always just interested in like, you know, what the world looks like now. Like you, mm. this whole thing happened and what's crazy in the last of us is that it continues to happen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's not like this one thing happened and now we've moved on with our lives. It's like Yeah. 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 Especially especially when he's uh kind of taking away the last hope uh in the final episode to change things. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. But I yeah. I think what you're what you're alluding to is something I like so much about it. I always like when it comes to these apocalypse type situations where the world has changed, I love to see how people are living in it and how they're adapting and what this show does. And I could do this, like I could really enjoy doing this for seasons on end really uh, is journeying with these two to these different locations where people are dealing with it differently and and getting to know them and seeing them adapt. And that was so fun for me to do that. Um, But to speak on how you build up, how you build up, sorry, how you build up societies. Totally, exactly. Like everything crumbles. I, I mean, that's why that was. I mean, there's several appeals to Station yeah. Eleven. Yep. But part of it was that when they did the, the the present the theater troupe stuff. Yeah. It's like you saw like how these people have created their own world, like mm-hmm. the messages of like what happened before. Yep. But then there's also it's very much rooted in the now. But then it's really cool because then it goes back to like olden Western times. Yep where everyone's just rocking a gun because you never know. Yeah. <laughs> and it just, um, I don't know. I just, I like this idea of this thing happened or is continuing to happen. Uh, and then it, it basically wiped off the board everything we had built for 300 years. Yep. Now here's how we're going to start over. What, how are we going to do it? Exactly. And I think to touch on Station 11, I think I'll probably bring it up multiple times. It's not only how do you build back up, but how do you find joy in this hellscape? And it's really beautiful yeah. when you find, I think that's when these shows really, really hit, especially at Station 11. And you saw it in episode three. And I'd love to talk a little bit, go through the episodes a little bit as we move forward. But episode three and seven, you saw these magical moments within this hell that they, that, you know, and I just think that hits so hard. And that's where like a lot of the heart comes in. Um, before we really dig in, I did want to ask you though about the video game of it all. I mean, I, um, you know, kind of two questions. Uh, you know, what do you think of video games as kind of IP? And, you know, it hasn't really worked out that well uh, right. before. And it, it did in this case. And I'm also curious. I'm, I don't know the video game. And I was fine with that. I was doing a little research here and there. Mostly, I'm just like, let's this 
to me, it's the show. I was wondering if you were comparing and contrasting or doing any research there. So, yeah, what's what's your thought of video games as, um, you know, it, it, as as IP for turning it into television or movies? Uh, and were you following that? Yeah, of- I mean, it's a little it's a little tough because like my video game reference points are like, I think I mentioned this before, Madden ninety four, yeah, yeah. and then NHL uh, James. James Bond GoldenEye in college. And like that's, and then after that, I just don't do it. But I think, you know, I'm familiar enough. You see like commercials and stuff. And, yeah. you know, as someone like I do events, I've been around situations where video games are happening. Yeah. You, know, you, you kind of get the gist. I thought like there was like, like pluses and minuses to it. In the first yeah. episode, the video gamification of it, mm-hmm. I thought was super exciting. Mm. Like the moment when Joel's daughter wakes up from the moment she gets shot was is probably, I mean, we'll see what happens by the end of the year. Probably one of the most exciting stretches of TV that's going to happen this year. So intense. Losing Sarah. So intense. Yeah. And I think by making it, doing it the first person shooter kind of way. So all the action was happening around you and, Yep. The, in the truck driving, you're like, and there's been so many instances where shows, movies have done that where you feel like you're in the vehicle, but not like that. Yeah. Totally. I don't know how they did it, what kind of yep. magic they did. Yep. But like, I think totally. to that sense, the video game stuff worked to its benefit. Mm-hmm. On the second episode, which I thought was good, I thought like the seams showed a little bit. Like Definitely. it was I very agree. much like, okay, well, we got to go through the hotel, up the stairs, yep. look out go here, go to there. And that would have very much felt more like a video game. I felt the video think, game of it in, in episode two in a major way. Yeah. 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 Right. And I think because it was more just there and it wasn't as like exciting. So like you lost yourself in it. So you forgot it mm-hmm. as with the first episode where like with that, just how that was happening. Like I just thought it was so when she like wakes up and you see the lights outside the house. Yeah. They yeah. did such a good job of stuff all around it. I thought was amazing. Like I yeah. thought that I just remember like we were watching it and it was just like, again, going into it, not knowing what's going on besides zombies and Pedro Pascal, <laughs> which like, is enough. Yeah. I was like, this shit's insane. I'm pretty yeah. sure I said that out loud a couple of yeah. times. Yeah. It was just like, Whoa. And like, you just, just locked in watching it. Whereas the second episode, it very much were like, okay, cool. I get it. Now we're going to go to here to go yeah. to here. We Kill this zombie, we get like three extra lives. Yep. You kind of expected like the little like coin things to come up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bling, 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 bling. Um the refill of the weapons. They even found like a weapon cache at the end. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's great. Um, so I think you know it's but I mean, as far as like video games as IP, I mean, I think it's only natural it's gonna happen. Um, I think to the detriment of whoever's gonna try to do it next, good luck. Yeah, totally. Because you don't have Craig Mazin. Mazin. Yeah, Mazin. That guy, I mean, between his commentary on what he was doing with Chernobyl and then now with The Last of Us, I would not only watch anything he's doing, I want to then listen to him talk about his decision-making process. Yeah, yeah. The the extras at the ends of the episode are must-watch television at this point, point too. He's uh, yeah, I mean, it's, and you speak about we talk about trust, and I'm sure we'll always talk about trust when it comes to television shows. And he's got it; he does have my trust in this. But I mean, yeah. you're, you're right; it is only natural that's going to happen with video games. I mean, 
if you look at the financials and the money they put into these things, some of these shows, not only are they putting in more money than, than a lot of movies being made these days, they're actually making more money than movies that are being make, making these days. Oh. So they're telling really, really big stories on this format. And it only feels natural that, that they're going to make their way to the big screen. And I think, you know, down the road, we actually will see some real success from that. I mean, we've seen a lot of failure, but I mean, these people, a lot of good storytellers are working in this realm. A lot of great artists are working in this realm. And it's only natural that some really good stuff is coming out of it. So I guess I'm being optimistic and hoping that this is just the beginning of that situation. Well, yeah, I mean, it seems like right now, I mean, it's one of those situations right now where like every network or streaming service is yeah. like, ask like the bosses are asking their kids what video <laughs> oh, games they're playing exactly. and they're like cool how can we make that a show like so i mean i think there's probably i wouldn't be surprised if we get like a couple strays in the next year or two yep. but it's going to take someone to like connect like craig maison did i mean like how he did even with like i went back and watched chernobyl yeah which oh, is cool. a tough hang i don't oh. know like to, it's to so go good back though it's, watch... it's worth it it's worth it every time though it's a tough hang it is Oh yeah, I mean it's it's really intense and gripping. And my wife was like, "Why are you doing that?" And I was like, "It's com <laughs> it's com it's complicated," but like, um, I just think if you, you need to find someone who connects with the material yeah. and sees how you can tell a larger story around it mm -hmm. without mm -hmm. taking away from the the original story, yeah, but how you can like extrapolate some themes from it and tell like a really compelling story before yeah. it goes two or three seasons mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> i love what you just said about how uh there's some some fathers and mothers out there right now who are a little more interested in what their kids are playing in the, in the basement oh, oh yeah 100 <laughs> percent. they're like sitting there like taking notes they're like they're interns they're asking them what they're doing they're like <laughs> you know it's just like what do you got going on there like yeah I'd like to um, walk through the episodes just a little bit. There's nine of them. Kind of touched on the first two already because I, I think it will lead us to giving some props to some of the actors in it and uh, some of the moments that really affected me. The first two we kind of nailed to uh, already when we talked about the, both the cold opens um, and losing Sarah in the beginning one. Then we lost Tess in the early second one, which was tough. But I do want to mention real quick that the cold open yeah. in the first one it was in 1968 and there's a lot of the reading I've done is that was like a really chosen year because um, they did talk about how this uh, fungal problem was heightened by um, the changing temperature. And so 1968 was the first documented year that governing bodies um, were kind of uh, supposedly in the know about climate change and talking about it. And also 1968 was the debut of um, George a uh romero's night of the living dead so there's a, i think they're, they they which i, I love those kind of oh, nerdy God. like pointing to moments yeah um, and then uh so the, yeah the second one was called infected um and that was when we lost Tess, which was tough uh and you know we, we talked about how we felt the felt the video game of it all but i did i love that cold open but the third you know episode three long long time was such a game changer for me and it it, it it, you yeah. know, the fact that it was a one-off episode, they took a step back and we did get that opportunity to see how these uh, other, you know, people were living. That was the only one where I did the kind of compare contrast. I needed to know it, what part of that was in the game. Um, and, you know, yeah. finding out um, Bill does help Joel and Ellie uh, get, procure a car in the game. But I guess Frank is never featured on the show alive. They actually find his corpse 
hanging uh, in a house. Joel, Bill, and Ellie find his, um, you know, he, he hanged himself and he left a yeah. suicide note uh, to Bill. Um, that's kind of all I got. I was just so curious how yeah. that loving <laughs> this love yeah. story, this long, they, I mean, they, they, in the episode, you got this lengthy decade long love story between two men yeah. and I'm like, that doesn't look like a video game to me what did you think I mean, of that episode it was pretty again, special I, again i don't know video games so yeah. maybe it is but i was like i don't know understand how you're playing this i thought it, it was amazing like yeah. again because part of my interest and my fascination is like how these people adapt to the changing totally. circumstances mm -hmm. and so i thought with this you took the great story about like this recluse survivor man and especially and then you cast nick offerman i just wrote down i'm writing notes like just this show the power of ringers like totally. bringing in like cool we're doing this one episode we're gonna bring in nick offerman and murray bartlett how well does that bode for the show moving forward knowing that one episode they could just bring in as they traverse and move around or i don't know what happens but that we're gonna get that type of star power it's crazy i think it's great and i yeah. think so i mean and then you know we've seen the melanie linsky but like I just thought it was so touching and it just like so simple. Yeah, yeah. And how they, and just like these dudes, like they just come from different walks of life. Mm -hmm. And if nothing had happened, they probably would never would have met. Yeah. And how their lives yeah. would have been different. But then you also see how they kind of combine their two lives, which I guess is like, yeah, it's that's the goal of like every successful relationship is like you take a little bit of here, you take a little bit of here. Yeah. And we, Probably. Meet in the middle and make strawberries. Mm -hmm. But like, um, I just I thought it was really, really touching. I thought it was smart. Like halfway through the episode, they had the flashback or, or they had the scene with uh, Joel and Tess mm -hmm. to kind of like bring you back a little I bit did. to like remind yeah. you like this is the show you're watching. This is this is how it's connected, which I thought was good because you don't want it to just be like off on an island. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, two yeah. one off. <laughs> Yeah, like it has to, there has to be some connection to it. Yeah. Um, which I thought was really good. Like that's something like Better Call Saul has always been really good at. Absolutely. Of like you're like, what are we doing right now? Why yeah. are we here? And then you like, also, oh. and you see like Mike walk right behind a bush and you're like, oh, I get it. Yeah. But like with this, it's, I just thought it was really sweet. I thought I was happy. I mean, there's no zombies. Yeah. There was a crazy like raider scene at mm -hmm. the end. Yeah. Um, which if that were to happen i would be the a pandemic where apocalypse i would be staunchly anti-raider yeah oh yeah that's a big move absolutely like we're all in this together you don't need to go around being an asshole i think like, when the pandemic hits it like one thing you realize is like that what you have to rely on is not a governing body is each other and that you're yeah. right it's an absolute absolute dick move i thought this episode yeah. was super super beautiful i love one-off episodes i started thinking about all the other great one-off episodes throughout throughout television it's just such a cool thing and you're right it needs to be tied in to work well that star power was amazing i just i always think nick offerman's super it's and i, I think it's starting to change but he's super underrated i loved him in devs yeah. he was good in the resort Fargo season two, he had a real fun, fun situation <laughs> yeah. there, which is great. Um, you know, it's just also it, it, what was so sweet about it is it is that kind of station 11 thing. Survival is in, insufficient here. It's it's about making seeing people make the best of it. And, and, and in this episode, you know, they were loving, enjoying wine together. The food, you know, he was getting that yeah. meal. 
it was just you know the food was there they, they had a music moment and they're just they're they're finding ways to find love with each other and joy with each other within this hell and i just that's just the beauty and that's this is when the show got me uh, you know i love that they were gonna be telling stories within the stories and it just yeah. it's it's really i and it's appropriately being praised as one of the better one-off episodes or one of the best episodes of the year. And, and I really believe it was, it was awesome. Um, the next two episodes. I really liked it. Yeah. Go on. I want to hear you, Ryan. I, I was doing what my last thing I would say is because I did actually see a snippet of it this weekend. Oh, cool. And Joel, uh, Bill's letter to Joel, I thought yeah. was interesting because he has like this line about how like protecting Frank was my purpose. And that's yeah. what like some, some people in this world do is like they yeah. look out for other people. Yeah, which I thought was super cool, and like you get cheesy on it, like as like no. you as a dad, and you're like, oh, I got that man, my job, it's my job. Yeah, like it's I just it resonated. I think that's what's fun of like you know the Last of Us. It, it can be a tough rewatch because sometimes you're like, I don't need to go back down this road. Okay. But like, um, like I don't need to see the zombie mm-hmm. test. That was super gross. Yeah, uh, ruined my whole week. <laughs> like, <laughs> um. Yeah, but then I think if you go back and you catch these little moments, like like mm-hmm. I thought that was a super cool, and then it kind of you know recontextualizes the whole episode because you appreciate Absolutely. it so much more. It's like no, like that's true. Like you can't be a loner. Like sometimes you find your purpose, and sometimes it takes the world ending to find your purpose. Yeah, you know what's interesting? You you mentioned that note, which was so beautiful. A little bit of my research, I can't confirm this because I don't play the game, but it turns out apparently in the note that frank left bill because i mentioned how frank hung himself in the game apparently he was not nice to bill like he was really did not like bill in the game and he he left him with some really it turns out he kind of loathed them he was it was not a happy ending between those two in the video game from what i read which was fascinating to me and i'm glad i'm glad they changed it to what we got episode four and five really um focus and you are you i heard you mention her name but it was kathleen it's kansas city that's melanie uh, Linsky, known now from Yellow Jackets, which I'm excited it's coming back this week, but um, yeah. kind of grouping those two episodes because it was about Kathleen and her group going after, you know, ultimately after uh, Harry and Sam, loved Harry and Sam. Um, Harry, I guess, killed her brother or was involved in like narking out and, and her brother's death or whatever. I love Kathleen in this. It was, again, we got to go to a different place, see how how they were dealing with it. They were pretty... Uh, militant and how he's doing and not you know what it, it's you were talking about it early on in this uh, our discussion you got to think of what you would be thinking and doing um i thought a lot about it with her and how hardened she was i mean she just kills her her mm-hmm. like family doctor right away and you know it was like her it, pediatrician the guy that yeah, like raised like, her yeah totally and you think about it and it, it looks crazy but you can imagine, I mean, we're talking decades into this situation, how hard you would get if you're surviving this long, you know, and just all that death around you and the things you have to do to survive. I think we'd all surprise ourselves with the depth of, um, you know, of what we'd got used to and what was normal after a while. And I, I kept thinking about it with her because she was such a strong badass but who knows what she was in her regular life and it was really cool watching yeah that whole thing and just how it culminated with that 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 awesome scene with that bloater coming out of the ground that was a crazy crazy scene those two episodes i really look at together and i thought they were i thought they were really great i love the kansas city of it all yeah obviously episode three is amazing but i think the kansas city twofer mm-hmm. was probably like the series like the high point 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I think just from like entertainment, like an action standpoint, like the stories involved, like mm -hmm. um, who was Henry and Sam? Were yeah, Henry and Sam. It was. Yeah, yep, Sam was amazing. Oh, heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Oh, Truly, man, the, the bond, one... the bond those I mean, two, uh, Ellie and, and Sam had, was was one of the most beautiful parts of the show. Yeah, like I just there was so much going on there, and just I just I think that episode was just those two together. Yep. Though, like that was like the high water mark for the show. Yeah. Which I, I think I, then kind of led to like my trust issues a little bit because like yeah. where do you go from? Where do you go now? Like, yeah. Is every week is it just gonna? You know what I mean? I think it was just, but. I don't know. I just thought that was great. I thought like, yeah, like the when the truck collapsed into the ground yeah. and they hinted at it in the episode before how like there was like that building and like, you know, that commando dude was like, yeah, we have a problem here. Yeah, this seems serious. But like you get He's so awesome. like rage yep. in you, which mm -hmm. she had. Yep. And like that focus, she couldn't see anything else. Yeah. Mainly totally. all these zombies underneath her. She was blinded by her um, her revenge, the revenge yeah. that she wanted to go on, and she she would have done anything to get that done. Um, yeah, it, what what a, like it, you're right. I like that. I like that high watermark for for the for the series right there. Those were those were really special. Next thing we went towards um, the reunion with Tommy, um, and I got to tell you uh, that's episode six. Kin, if I got to that town where Tommy was living in, I'm not leaving. I'm gonna like like they really they had to figure it out. Yeah. And I'm I'm gonna hang out there for a while. That was a fun one. The I love the um the beginning of it. We meet that Native American couple, which turns out that was um, you know, kind of they were like kind of grumpy and kind of funny and, and that and, was uh, that was perfect though, but coming off of the craziness of Kansas City, yeah. you're coming into this episode, be like, what are we gonna do now? Yep. And like, cool, we do a little time jump, which yep. makes sense. Mm -hmm. And then, especially because geographically they're traveling by foot. Like, yep. That, okay, that checks out. Yep. And then you get like this scene with like the dry humor. Yeah, totally. And just everything was just great. Amazing. Those two um, actors were that couple. They were in Northern Exposure. You ever Northern Exposure back in the day? There's a little I Northern didn't. Exposure. I didn't either. I did not, no. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know <laughs> people enjoyed it though. It was definitely, definitely a cool one. Um, yeah, I think that, was... that one was a little ahead of me though. Yeah. That was a cool episode. I enjoyed Ken. I enjoyed you know everything they did. It was it was. I think that was really about bonding between, um, you know, uh, Ellie and Joel. And you know, Joel was kind of trying to leave her behind, and kind of you know, are they going to stick together? And and you know, yeah. working on their relationship more. Uh, one real re relationship that really came uh, to the forefront was Ellie's and Riley's, and that's in episode seven, left behind. You can almost look at it as a one-off uh, uh, flashback. I need to ask though, as as we get into it, I thought it was a beautiful episode, and and just it was, you know, again bringing up Station Eleven. They were finding kind of magic in, in hell, the, like the magic that Riley yeah. was giving Ellie. I thought that stuff was really beautiful. Um, but and I, we, you mentioned it to me, and um, you know, already as we were texting back and forth. But curious, what do you think about the decision not to show um, Ellie? ultimately kill Riley, which is a devastating part of, of, of this story and, and who Ellie is. It's pretty intense. It's intense. And I have thought about it. I think leaving it to our imagination is more powerful than showing it. Cool. Right. I like the I choice. Think, you know, because I think especially because they count, I don't, I don't know the actor's name who did, who was Riley. Uh, 
Um, it is Storm was, Reed. Storm Reed. Okay, I knew it was something like that. Yeah. Um, like one time. Sounds like an X Men. Uh, yeah, doesn't it? Great name. Um, yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> um, I think just like how good she was and how yeah. likable she was and how much it just that would have been tough. It was hard, like especially coming off of the little dude turning at yeah. the end of the uh, Kansas City episode. Yep. Like that was hard too to see. Yeah, that. totally. Mm-hmm. But like you also kind of didn't see it coming. But like when they had that zombie attack, you're like they're all not surviving that one. You told you started yeah. you started figuring it out as things went along for sure. Yeah, yeah. But it's, I think I just think and then having to that just would have been a lot for them to show for like definitely Ellie to like to do that. That would have been a bit much. It would have like been a, much. for a Sunday night. That would have been a yeah. lot. And we, we already had enough with them to both getting bit and sitting there and making the decision not to take their lives. I mean, it was already super, super intense what they were going through and yeah. then kind of leaving it to, you know, her, the reveal of it was when she talked to uh, Joel about it, which is really, really intense. And I mean, you kind of all, yeah. all figured that that's what had to have happened, but just thinking about how that affects her, and makes her like I talked already about hardening. Like she, we were watching Ellie become harder and harder, and dealing with more things, and killing more people, and becoming, you know, pretty much as time moves by, some sort of, you know, survivalist super soldier. I mean, she's really going through it, which is really, really, yeah. really, really wild. It was it was cool to see that beginning too, where we got to see a little bit more of the Fedra versus Fireflies situation. They were kind of Fedra was trying to looking at Ellie as a future leader type situation and her friend Riley was going off to yeah. the fireflies. That's, that's a cool little sub story. Yeah. The, 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 you know, the factions fighting and, and kind of rebels versus the, the new establishment. I think that's a, that's a yeah. fun, fun part of it. Um, episode... I'm curious though, you know, sorry to interrupt. I'm like, but like how, oh. if Ellie was essentially then raised by the fireflies, how yeah. did she end up in Fedra custody? It's something I'm curious. About. Oh, oh, why? Well, yeah, how was she in that office? She was. She yeah. was raised, as we see in the beginning of the finale. We see that she was raised by the fireflies. Oh, I don't know yeah. how the dots connect either. Yeah, like how yeah. did how did she end up in their care, and what kind of leadership qualities did they see? I have some doubts. I'm not yeah. sure if I would peg Ellie as like a leader of people. Not at that point. I could see her being like the good, like grumpy sergeant. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not sure if I saw like a a lot of leadership qualities, but maybe I missed those. I love it. I'm actually really curious about that now that, that I wonder, I don't think we saw it, that, that transition from when she was with the fireflies to how she gets in that office. That's, that's interesting. I want to look into that. Well, I wonder if, I wonder if they'll do some, some fill and some backstories. Yeah. I I don't think we're done with that. Because there's a lot more meat on the bone with uh, yeah. Joel and his brother. Yeah. That no I doubt. think they didn't really like touch on. And I yeah. think, because I thought it was interesting that like that reunion was like happy for about a minute yeah. and a half. Then they yeah. got salty. Definitely. And so like there's, there has to be a lot of baggage involved for like, if you get reunited with your brother or your sibling or whatever, mm-hmm. for it not to be like happy for only a minute. For, for a long time. I think we yeah. have a lot to learn about joel's in between time um and just how how, you know intense he got with things i mean he's still he's obviously still so broken from the loss of sarah he's still wearing that the watch that she um you know uh fixed for him back in the day and so he's 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 having a hard time moving on and but that was what's what's interesting too and fun about the show is like he 
he did get so hard and did get so like, you know, uh, you know, he became, he became a killer, but he also, we knew he had yeah. a soft spot cause he had a daughter and that's why it kind of really ties in well with him looking out for Ellie and him, you know, showing a softer side as time yeah. went on. Um, we talked about how it was so awesome to have Nick Offerman, Murray Bartlett, uh, Melanie Linsky, uh, Scott Shepard as the um, that cult leader David in episode eight. He was ice cold. I thought that was one of the most incredible performances in the show. Just him that that conversation he had with Ellie when when he was waiting with her. I he was he was scary in a way that like that calm scary always gets me. That like kind of like weird. yeah, which. Might be the scariest of scaries. It's the scariest of scary. Exactly. Because watch watch like, the quiet guy. Watch out for the quiet guy. Oh, exactly. In general, you should always watch out for always. the quiet guy. Always. Yeah. Um, even in like a fun situation. Yeah. Um, you never know where it's gonna go. <laughs> but like with him, it was just like he had this like quiet menacing and like the phrasing was like evil in your heart or something. Yeah, yeah totally. That's that's intense, man. That's, yeah. Ooh. If you're bringing that up in conversation, then I don't want anything to do with you. Anything. We're done. We're done. Like, I'm sorry. And I just, I just thought it was so interesting how, like, that show, how it pivoted and, like, wasn't really sure what Ellie's escape plan was, yeah. but she has leadership qualities, so that's not how <laughs> yeah. Everyone sees it but us, Everyone sees it but us. Exactly. Um, but I think, uh, I just thought, that episode was such like a slow build yeah. into just like Man. fucking crazy town. Absolutely. Just, uh, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't surprised at all. Uh, cannibalism came into play. I mean, we're dealing with some pretty rugged time, but it's while not being, surprised, oh, yeah. especially in really, the mountains. Yeah, exactly. And then Cola, the, uh, it's really intense though, because if you think back now, and if you were to rewatch it, those people who were all silently, you know, uh, in that room eating, they knew what they were eating. And that was disturbing. They were quiet and they were broken. They were, you know, is this venison? And like, no, you yeah. know, you know, you're eating your family. No, that's yeah, that's that was that's uh, super disturbing. Will. That's yeah. Will. That's <laughs> like, you know, like I just think, and it was like the little details, which again, like I don't, I don't know if they're all Craig was amazing, but yeah. I give it to him anyways. How like when they were eating, how quickly everyone was eating. Totally. They were just like devouring their food, but like David, who had the biggest plate of all, uh-huh. was just crazy. Just like, calm, calm. I just thought scary. like that little like like oh my goodness, yeah. And just and then just how. Although, let me ask you: if you were in that situation, if mm-hmm. you were Ellie, and you happen to see an ear under yeah. a table, yeah. would your head go to cannibalism? Ooh, uh, not not initially. I, I feel like she pieced it together from couple pieces of the pie i don't know maybe was, maybe, maybe she does have these leadership qualities she does. <laughs> she's got she's got insight that we we don't even know uh i just really want to give uh, uh a hat to, to that performance though i just that really really floored me in its coldness so let's yeah. get let's get to it we have to look for the light uh is the closing thing that's from the um firefly graffiti you know when uh when when you're lost in darkness look for the light but um this is this yeah. brought to light of the moral question that was kind of the became the crux of the whole thing. I mean, the life of someone you love versus the fate of humanity. And that's I mean, this is what we're dealing with. Yes. And, you know, I think I think parents will think about it in a different way. I mean, you know, uh, it's, when it's your child, I mean, are you giving it up? You know, yes. there it's for you. I guess that's another question that comes up. Are you doing it for her, for her life so she can keep living? Are you doing it for yourself? 
as you yeah. watch him around. It's there's a lot to unpack with this moral question. And I think it was really intense. I love when you're left asking yourself and you did it, we've already talked about it with what would I do? And I just, yeah. I've actually chewed on this one a whole lot. Cause it's, it was so important to, to end this and, and to be that noble person who's going to, you know, help humanity survive and end this whole thing. But how do you, in this, especially in this hell, how do you give up the person that's giving you the most joy and that you love the most? I mean, what do you do? Yeah, I think I, I too, you know, I've kicked it around a lot. Like the wife and I have talked about it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that, that bothers me is that it doesn't seem like Ellie knew what she was in for. Yeah. Yeah. Because Al Marlene said, yeah, like she's been sedated. Everything's fine. So I think from that standpoint, the fact that, I mean, it's a tough one, how you bat it back and forth and how yeah. like you think, did, did Joel do the right thing? Like it's tough. But you know, Ellie, what did Ellie want? That's the thing we don't know. Cause did Ellie, yeah. it's not like she signed like a HIPAA form totally. and said, yeah, I'm cool with you doing brain surgery and there's a good chance I'm going to die. Isn't that isn't that like the real answer? Like giving her, like at least having the conversation with her. You give the opportunity. You have the opportunity. Yeah, I know she's a, a child, but still, in this world, you grow up fast, and you know you maybe st- she'd want to do it. You still deserve her, right? Like you have some agency Absolutely. to like at least chip in some sort of thoughts on like you know it's maybe you want to do what you feel you should do your whole life, but like not to that degree. Yeah. Like, how do I know it's going to work? Because yeah. this doctor has a theory, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which unfortunately we'll never know more about. Nope. But um, I think the thing that hung hangs up for me, and I would hope a lot whenever this comes to fruition, because it's definitely going to. Yeah. Like when her and Joel have to hash this out, this idea of like, but like you didn't know what you were signing up for. Yeah, totally. And I mean, like, the, other, the other question is, I mean, the other thing to really ruminate here on is the lie now he brought like like he he lied to her about something that's really really big and how that yeah. affects the relationship there's no doubt i mean i can only assume i guess video game people know if, if she knows but that's yeah. definitely going to affect you know their relationship and you know in, in a major way that that and this is all about their relationship and and just what that does to it i mean at this point none of us want to see that relationship fracture that's it's it's all we got yeah, I mean, there's that. I mean, you could see how it's gonna. I mean, it's like you know, like the whole Chekhov's gun thing. Yeah. Is there yeah. such a thing as Chekhov's yeah? They, they loaded lie? it. They loaded like it. Chekhov's lie. Like, yeah, Chekhov's like oh, lie. this lie's definitely gonna come back around. Love that. Like, <laughs> definitely. Like, I mean, he left a couple of nurses surviving. Yeah. Who knows? However, like this is gonna shake down. Somehow, word is gonna get back that this dude killed all the fireflies yep. and the doctor who was gonna try to save humanity. Yeah, yeah. Other people are going to find out that that there's hope, and she's the hope, and come come for it. You got to assume. Well, and I would imagine that might be then because I like the tension of the second season. Yeah, is like how? Because I mean, where did I? I'm very curious to know where they're going now. It's so funny how we're speculating about something that like people know about. Because I mean, I know there's differences though, and I I actually I feel like a lot of the differences that I've seen have been where a lot of the magic lies. And yeah. you know, yes, and so there, there's going to be differences, but there's definitely information out well, there. Did you read the Did you read the Game of Thrones books? Uh, I read two of them. Okay, yep. so I mean, 
I've read the first one, but I read it yep. after the first season. So mm -hmm. we've been down this road before. Absolutely. We're like a good segment of the population. And I appreciate that <laughs> like, there's like a, a solid gentleman's agreement. Yeah. To leave it be. That has been made. No doubt. I've just been like, hey, keep this shit to yourself. Game of Thrones fans, Game of Thrones book fans were fantastic the whole run. They, they deserve, they should have been named time people of the, dec <laughs> of the decade. They had the um, information and they really, they really, really kept to themselves. So it looks yeah. like, it looks like we're, from what I just read, I read a GQ article just the other day with, uh, I can't believe we haven't even mentioned his name, uh, Neil Druckmann. The uh, he's the oh. guy in the video game, and he's very involved in the show. But yeah. with him and um, Craig, and they they say that this is not just another season. They're going to take the second game, and it's it's the it's, the whole thing won't be in season two. So it looks like we're actually going to get a third season. So there's not just going to be, which is I'm I'm happy. I, I really I like, you think about that. I, I'm curious. I'm pro three season shows. Three three is perfect. But with four, maybe. Big tops. Like I am, I'm, I'm totally cool with succession ending yeah. after this season. Yep. No, I mean I'm bummed that it's ending. I know. But like, good bomb. It's a good bomb. Yeah, like the same thing with like. Well, I guess they haven't made a decision on like Ted Lasso, but it seems like this might be. Thought it was it. But they haven't like confirmed it. Got it. Got it. So, but um, maybe it comes back a different iteration. You never know. Oh. But I think three in general, like mm -hmm. that, just like you get a good, good up and down. Quality over quantity. And I think, you know, you could see. I mean, I don't know. Who know? I mean, I think the big conversation question for them is when do they even address the, the lie? Yeah, totally. In the second, like, how do you then do it? And I don't know. I just, I'm happy that, I think they're going to start working on the show now. Yep. Which sweet. That's awesome. Yeah. That's Maybe cool. It'll probably come back before the next House of the Dragon. <laughs> yeah. I, I bet it might. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, you got to hope now that like we live in somewhat normal times that like schedules kind of will get back to how they used to be. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. This this schedule definitely helps. Some the big length. We've already talked about this before. The big length between is something else. I can't wait, though. I thought this show was a success um, to go back, kind of circle back to the phenomenon. Um, it's it is wild and it is crazy to see how big of a year Pedro is, is having, how big of a moment he's having. I mean, seeing yeah. the Oscars on SNL, just everywhere. I was trying to think, um, even his jacket, every time I'm scrolling yeah, through Instagram now, his that Huckberry um, kind of... Uh, yeah, uh, Esquire. Yeah. Esquire has been humping that hard. Yeah, the wax trucker jacket keeps keeps yeah. coming up to my feed. But uh, I was trying to think about people who like have this type of year with this type of buzz. A uh, couple came to mind. I was thinking about it. McConaughey, when... True Detective and Dallas Buyers Club was kind of out. That was like yeah. 13-14. Um, Jim Carrey had a massive 1994 with, oh. with the with the mask, Dumb and Dumber, and Ace Ventura all came out that year. Jennifer Lawrence in 2012. Mm -hmm. Hunger Games uh, just came out. And she won Best Actress for Silver Lining Playbook. Tom Hanks has a bunch of years where he put out just 93. It was Sleepers in Seattle. Then it, Best it, Actor it, for Philadelphia. It was, it, it was not last year. It was not last year. Oh, that Elvis. I was just talking to my parents about that Elvis uh Tom Hanks thing. Did 95. you watch did you watch Elvis? I did. I actually I I, I enjoyed a lot about it. I just I, I did have a hard time with Tom's uh Tom as the Colonel. Uh we talked yeah. about that a whole bunch and um in, in an episode with River Jordan. I liked a lot about it, but I loved Austin was just incredible. Incredible. I thought he was great and he was awesome. I mean, I just I, yeah, I don't know. The first 15 minutes are just insane. Like, yeah. Just, I was just watching it. I was like on a plane. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah. Well, that's how Baz uh, 
envisioned everyone watching uh, Elvis was is on a plane. That's that was yeah. his <laughs> a little tired, burnt out, or playing a little tired Here on the screen. Here's like maximum intensity life right now. Yeah, um, yeah. He, so he's a lot yeah, to Tom Hanks, not 2022. Not 2022. Um, so I'm super excited. Sounds like you're super excited. I have one more question before we go. Uh, why did the Scarecrow win an award, Ryan? I don't know why. Because he was outstanding in his field. <laughs> There's one more pun. For, one more pun for the road. So, any closing thoughts on? Um, uh, and I, I'm already looking forward to talk about <laughs> season two with you. What? Um, any last thoughts on The Last of Us? Well, see, okay. So the pun, the joke thing, it's like what you brought up with like the Bill and Frank episode, like yeah. the simple things in life, yeah. like a joke book. If I was on the road in the apocalypse totally. and it could only have one book. Mm-hmm. I think a joke book would be a great choice. Absolutely. Because you just kind of read it. Levity. Initially, it's funny. Yep. Yeah, it's, initially, it's funny. Then it's dumb because it's funny. Then when you're tired, it's like a different kind of funny. Yeah. Definitely, I am pro having a joke book in crisis situations. <laughs> That's a great, great way to close it. We are pro joke yeah. books in the apocalypse. We should keep those around, storm up. Yes. Uh, yes. This is cool. Ryan, thank you so much for talking some Last of Us. I really appreciate it, man. Oh, no problem. Thank you. Definitely. Hey, thank you, everybody uh, out there for once again joining the party. Love will abide. Take things in stride. Sounds like good advice, but there's no one This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com.